Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 40. And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money resources page. So if you go to mappedoutmoney.com forward slash resources, you'll get a list of a bunch of different books and podcasts and YouTube channels that Hannah and I really love and have found very helpful in our own financial journey and self-development, self-improvement journey, if you will. And some of the links on that page, actually all the links related to books, are Amazon affiliate links. So if you use those links and then purchase something on Amazon, we will get a kickback and it's a good way to support the show. So if you're interested in supporting the show or if you're interested in just seeing what Hannah and I have found helpful for us, check it out, mappedoutmoney.com forward slash resources. I really like this episode because um, it gives me the the chance to tell my Frisbee story. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love to tell. It the makes Frisbee me look story. so bad. You always say that. It really does. This one might make you look a little bad. It makes me look pretty bad. You grew from it. I grew a lot, and for those listening, it's important to remember that Hannah and I started dating when I was nineteen. I Were was you very even nineteen? I just turned nineteen. How do you? Summer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was very young and naive, and uh, you know my brain wasn't fully developed. There you go. So, <laughs> so when we first started dating, like this. I think this argument was one of our first arguments. Probably, it might have been the first argument. Probably was. Nick and some of his high school friends would, mostly high school friends, right? Mostly high school friends. Yeah. Would meet in his hometown at a local college where they had like a big field and they would play Frisbee. We'd play Ultimate Frisbee every Monday night. For literally like four hours. Three to four hours. It was a long we time. We had lights and everything. Yeah. And so Nick wanted me to go play Frisbee with him. And I was totally happy to go. I And you had played Ultimate Frisbee before with like college friends and stuff at yeah, UTC. Yeah, we had played on UTC's campus and I was not good. We we all were aware of the fact that I was not good, but that I was willing to go out there and run around and do the thing and okay. So I don't know why that didn't compute with you before this Cleveland game. <laughs> Or if you, if your competitiveness was just amped up to another level, because it was like people that you had been friends with a really long Listen, time. Listen, y'all. Um, so the Strengths Finder is a strengths uh, test. I'm a big fan of. It's, helped <laughs> it's me a, a finder lot. of strengths. It's a finder of strengths that you have. Uh, there's 33, I believe, strengths on the Strengths Finder test. My fourth is competition. I'm honestly surprised that it's four. <laughs> that it's not like one because you are very competitive. Okay, so we go out. We play Frisbee for four hours, and I'm, like, running around back and forth on the field. I catch the Frisbee a couple of times. I make some short passes to people on the correct team. So I'm feeling pretty good about what's happened over the past four hours, okay? We, we wrap up. We walk back to our car. We get in the car, and I'm, like, feeling good. And as soon as our door shut, Nick looks at me, and he's like, you call that playing Frisbee? What was that? I don't know that I said it quite that intensely. That's pretty much how intensely he said it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I just kept my heart rate elevated for the past four hours and didn't throw it to anybody on the wrong team and didn't score for the wrong team. I feel great about what I just did. (laughs) So all of that to say, we realized after the fact that we had very different goalposts 
for this game. Yes. And we were defining a successful frisbee playing adventure very differently yes. from each other. Well, and the reason that we, we thought it would be a good episode uh, to do here is we were actually in the car. So um, we've moved to a new city. We told you all that. Um, and I found I haven't been able to play Ultimate regularly um, in, a long time. in a long time because we've been traveling. And so I was really excited. I got on Facebook. I looked up some Facebook groups and I just searched for Ultimate in the city. Turns out there's a group. They play every Tuesday night. And I was like, pumped. So um, we were in the car the other day after I had played the night before or something. We were just talking. And you I, had gone to play yes. on the same day that we had done like a pretty hard workout for us. Yep. And so we were both tired already. Yep. And you decided to go out and play Frisbee anyways. And so when you got home, I was like, man, how is that? I'm pretty impressed that you went to go do that. And you you made the comment, well, I mean, it was it was great because I just went out and like kind of jogged around and enjoyed visiting with everybody and and whatever and like played pretty good, but definitely wasn't playing all out. And we just kind of laughed to each other because 10 years ago, 19 year old yeah. Nick, that <laughs> would have never come out of would your have mouth. Never come out of my mouth ever. Um, but I've defined the goalposts. Today, when it comes to playing Ultimate, very differently than how I defined it back then. Um, and so we, we were sort of laughing at my own growth in that area. I also want to follow up my story because I've told that to people a couple of times. And they've said, so I guess like you never played Frisbee with Nick again. I was like, no, actually, we played a lot after that. We got in that initial fight. You came back and we're like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gotten yeah, mad at you for that. Good. Uh, like, rightly so, because you're like, you're kind of being a real jerk right now. Well, and I I was like, me playing well is not the same as you playing well. Right. And that looks different for the two of us. And yeah, if I can brag on myself, I don't know. You that, never did that I again. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that I ever did that again. No, you didn't. That's, that's what I tell people. I'm like, no, we like kind of had it out then. And then the next time we went and played, you were like, you played great. That was fun. You yeah. know, whatever. Very encouraging. Yeah, you learned to be encouraging after that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, today's episode is all about defining the goalpost in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's Ultimate Frisbee or your finances and budgeting or any anything else. Um, so that's kind of what, what we want to talk about today. As we were talking about this, we realized most people never think about what the goalposts are mm -mm. in their life because we all go the first 18 to 22 years of our life. Yeah, basically all of school and, yeah. and college if you went to college. With somebody else clearly defining what goalpost we're supposed to be aiming yes. for. Here's the goalpost. Here's where it's at. This is what winning looks like. You need to hit it. Mm -hmm. And and so you're told. You're never, like it's wild in school. They never tell you like, hey, you can actually define your own goalpost. Yeah. You can actually define what winning looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how you might define that. And this might look a whole lot different from person to person. Yeah. Like no one really talks mm -mm. about that. And so you, you, you know, graduate, you get your first job. And then all of a sudden, I think your life can feel a little aimless, you know? And I think that's why you get people who kind of have that midlife crisis. Like they look back and go like, wow, I've been working at this job for the past, maybe even, I mean, if they've stayed at the same job, maybe even like 20 plus yeah. years. And like, what am I doing with my life? I've, I've just been doing the same thing for forever, Ever. it feels like. Um, and I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing or what I want to be doing or if I'm happy with what I'm doing. I, I don't know. And I don't know how I got here. Um, and I think it is because nobody 
teaches us to think about our goalposts and to define them for ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that, you know, one of the biggest problems is when you get out, you you kind of have a lot more freedom to define that. But if you're not careful, you can slip into just trying to look for someone else to define it for you. And I think that's one of the one of the big reasons that this is a problem is you're not taught how to do it. So then when you get out, you're like, okay, well, I guess I, I can define this myself. But most people, I think, are scared to define that yeah, you, for themselves. Most people just want to be they told. They want to be told. Because we've grown up that way. We've grown up that way. That's what we're used to. And so now we start looking, right? So we're looking to celebrities or we're looking to our politicians or we're looking to our family or to the church or to our career or our boss. We're looking for some sort of external person to define, here's what the goalpost is. The goalpost now need to be doing. is buy a house, live in this city, pursue this career, whatever it is. Yeah. Hit all these milestones. You're, we're looking for society to define those goalposts for us because it's easier than us actually needing to embrace this process for ourselves. And I, I think it sort of goes without saying that the real reason this is a problem is because ultimately, if you go your whole life without defining your own goalpost, you're going to end up with a lot of regret and you're not going to have lived uh, a life in a way that um, I think truly aligns with with the things that you value and and maybe some of the things that are the most important. You're just going to have lived your life in a way that lets you meander along trying to hit goalposts that may or may not mean anything to you. Yeah, I think even if you're striving to to do things that, I mean, most people will agree are good things like oh, I'm working hard so that I can get this promotion, so that I can make more money, so that I can do this thing or, you know, whatever. That that all sounds great. And I feel like for the most part, nobody's going to fight you on that being a good, quote unquote, goal. Um, but we've seen plenty of people in our life who have hit the goalpost of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have a lot of freedom in the things that they can do because of that. But the sacrifices that they've made to get there, like I'm not sure that they would go back and do them again if they really thought about it. Like what it required them from them as far as like stepping away from their family yep. and um, the amount of travel that it required and the amount of flexibility that it took away from them in the the 30 years that they pursued that or you know, whatever. Well, it's even like me and you, which we've talked about lots of times on the podcast. But I am, um, you know, a lot of people have questioned the decisions we've made around quitting certain jobs and um, traveling and all that kind of stuff. And I think a big reason they were questioning it is because they had a different goalpost, right? Their goalpost, um, for example, could be make money, right? If if that was your number one goalpost, and you were like, winning and success looks like make money, then no way you would not have quit the jobs that we quit. Because that would have been the quickest path to making uh, good X money. X amount of right. money, yeah. Um, but that was not how we defined winning uh, at all. And so we ended up making different decisions. And so really, the, the whole point is you need to spend some real time thinking about what does winning look like and then make sure your actions that you're taking align with that, um, not to some other version of winning that someone else deems uh uh, valuable or important to kind of like streamline us here. The, the main problem is that we don't have clearly defined goalposts for ourselves yep. that we have put thought into and that are actually meaningful goals for us to hit 
because we're so used to somebody else defining those for us and not having to think about it. Yeah. And so from a, from like a practical standpoint, we have written down a couple of different areas in our life, in mine and Hannah's lives, that this has come out. Um, and I think maybe if we share these examples, it will maybe illuminate some places in your own life that this happens, not just in, in your finances. So um, going back to RVing, one of the most um, controversial YouTube videos, I guess you could say, that we've ever done I is... Just me up. I know, it's so funny. Uh, Hannah and I put out a video a little while back um, where we documented um, a full year's worth of costs for traveling full-time in an RV. And uh, spoiler alert, it's not cheap. Um, or at least the way we did it wasn't super cheap. And we get a ton of negative comments on that video. Like almost every other day, I get a notification with some comment of someone just yelling at us and, and uh, slamming us for something. That's where we got our my favorite nickname bit of ours, Glamper <laughs> Twinkie Stars. Glamper Twinkie Stars. Yeah, yeah, someone insulted us by calling us Glamper Twinkie Stars. Yep. It was awesome. Um, but really what it comes down to is the people who are watching that video – have very different goalposts. So what's going on is we have a bunch of people who are coming to that video because we titled it something like um, full cost of RV living or something like that. And and that's what we did. We, we showed a full cost of full-time RV living. But I think people came to the video expecting us to sort of talk about how to do it on the cheap. Here's how you can save money by living in an RV full-time. And that was not our goal. That's what I think a lot of people equate moving into an RV with living super cheap. Yes. Oh, you you live in an RV? You must want to live cheaply. Yeah. You must want to save money. And so people come to the video expecting that, having that as their goal. I want to save money. Let me explore living in an RV. And that actually had nothing to do with why nothing we to do decided to live in an RV. We said, we want to travel and see the country. Let's live in an RV. While also having a home base where yes. we're not having to move between Airbnbs yes. or apartments or whatever. We wanted it to feel like home. And so that was our winning for us was we want to travel and see the country. Um, and we want to have a home. And we want to have a home. So RVing. And so saving money was not our goal. It was not our top goal. Yes, we we wanted to stay out of debt and save money along the way and invest and do all the good, wise financial stuff along the way. But our number one optimization was not saving Cutting money. expenses. Bingo. Yeah. And so a lot of people come to that video and just attack us. Which is funny. Which is funny. if our number one goal or even one of our top goals was to cut expenses, we never would have bought an Airstream. No. So th- that should be a, a tip off that like, hey, we're not optimizing for the same things that not you are all. coming to this My video. Favorite, we had one lady who went on a rant talking about how we were idiots and um, she was able to save all this money because she bought a cargo trailer, Used made a, a, five made gallon a makeshift bucket. sink. And toilet out of a five-gallon bucket yeah. and some water hose. And we read that. And I like, was like, whoa, major props. That's impressive. We're we're not trying to do the same we're thing We're not here. trying to, to <laughs> achieve the same thing. <laughs> so uh, all that to say, it's important to have context for what does winning look like for you? Some people in RVs are trying to cut expenses. Other people in RVs are glamper Twinkie stars. That's right. And you just have to recognize the difference. That's right. All right, the second example we wanted to give um, was maybe my favorite uh, with board games. Mm -hmm. So I I don't want to speak for you, so I'll say mine. When I sit down to play a board game, 
We play a lot of board games with Nick's family. Especially with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a house that plays a lot of board games. Um, When I sit down to play a board game, now as I've gotten older, I'll give myself a little bit. As I've gotten older, I have started to move the goalpost a little bit where I do want to have good relationships and hang out with the people that I'm playing with. Um, But Did that register with you before at all? No, not like pre-21 years old, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Pre-20, 21 years old, when I sat down to play a board game, it was win at all costs. The, the game, the goalpost is win the game and do anything you can. Now, within the rules, I'm not a rule breaker. I hate cheaters. So I was real strict on that. But it was win the game, right? Even if that meant pissing people off in the process, yeah. right? Um, Whereas with me, it's not fair to say that I'm not a competitive person because I actually am very competitive, but I'm only competitive with myself. Yeah. So whenever I'm like working out or doing something like that, then I'm competitive and trying to do better than what I did the last time or whatever. But when I'm playing against other people, I'm basically not competitive at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we're playing games with Nick's family, I'm there to hang out with everybody and just enjoy spending time together. And the game is just this thing that's kind of like going on in the background. And I, I don't care. Yeah the outcome yep for the most part right your goal post is if i win it's a happy accident yes. and it's like oh yay yeah your goal post is let's hang out with the family yeah and have a good time my goal post is uh i want to win hopefully we'll hang out with the family in the process so again early <laughs> on in our more marriage because you you didn't you know you don't show those things when you're dating no not at all yeah so you were very whatever when we were dating but in our early marriage we would play like some partner card games and stuff and we would be losing and a couple of times nick got really mad at me and so we just kind of had to have this talk like hey listen i'm not about that life and if you're going to be mad at me after we play a game then i'm not going to play so like if you want me to play and be part of it and have a good time with everybody i'm here for it and and but that otherwise actually, but that was good for me because that's how i started to finally mature i think and now my goalpost, especially with partner games i really don't care about winning um i really am there to have a good time yeah like i want you to be my partner i want us to play together i want us to have fun and when we get together with my family i want us to be able to play and chat and hang yeah. out so now like we have a lot of fun playing games yes. together totally. but the goal post has changed yes we yes. redefined yes the goalpost <laughs> and i do to be fair i've given to like when we are playing i try to stay focused and like really play strategically yes yeah, yeah up my strategery a yeah. little bit when i'm playing with nick <laughs> so um of course we already gave the ultimate frisbee example we don't have to rehash that one um but it's just recognized i think the big aha moment for me with this whole conversation was I used to say things like with snowboarding. I used to <laughs> I used to say things. <laughs> this makes me sound so crazy. But I used to say things like, if you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. Spoiler alert. The first time I went snowboarding with Nick, I totally broke my arm in like the first two hours because he took that. If you're not falling, you're not learning very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like my goalpost, when I went out on the mountain, my goalpost was I want to improve. And the only way to improve is to push my limits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh now, when I go snowboarding, my my brain, my frontal lobe is closed. My brain's fully developed. Is it your frontal lobe that closes? Do I think so, at 25. Are you just making that up? I'm or? pretty sure that's right. Okay. Uh, Google it. 
so now I, I'm more mature, and now my goal is I want to have a good time on the mountain with my wife and my friends. It's not about getting as big of air as I can and, you know, constantly looking for improvement. You're right. It says the prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal cortex. Is the last portion of the brain to fully develop. And it doesn't happen until like 25 in men or something, right? Yeah. 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 So look, you married me for five years without a fully developed brain. I know. So. You remind me of that a lot. <laughs> Anyways, um, so so just like with Ultimate Frisbee, these days my goalpost is run around, get some exercise, have a good time. Uh, if I make a few good throws, if our team happens to win, that's gravy on top. Yeah, when like used to when we would go snowboarding, Nick would like stuff his pockets with like granola bars and like peanut butter sandwiches and water bottles and stuff because like he was not going inside. Well, I paid for a full day. I know. So you were getting <laughs> I a, full to get day. a full day. Whereas like now when we go snowboarding, Nick's like, you know, it's kind of cold. Why don't we go in and rest a little bit? Let's I think get some you'd coffee. have more fun if we go get some coffee and then we'll come back out. Because I'm and playing the long runs. game. Because I know that if you're miserable and if you're frozen, you're not going to want to go snowboarding next year. You're totally right. Right. Yeah. So I'm playing. You've made the, it much more enjoyable for me. I'm playing the long I 1, game. I 1,000% agree. Which is if you enjoy this process, you'll want to come back with me mm-hmm. next year and the next. Which is also why he now tries to rent places with hot tubs. Like you've Bingo. really learned. See, I understand yep. now. All right. <clears throat> Last example we'll share is, of course, um, with your money, which is, you know, maybe the most important relative to this podcast, because your goalposts can change, will change, and are likely going to be very different than other people's. And so it's really important to define what does winning with your money look like? Does it mean saving for a certain thing, saving a certain percent? Does it mean paying off a certain amount of debt? Does it mean being able to quit a certain job or afford a certain lifestyle? That's going to be very different than the people uh, around you, than your family, your friends most of the time. And so it's really important to try to detach and pull yourself back and really define what winning looks like for you with your money. Yep. One of our goalposts needs to be saving money to buy you a new chair because I'm just sitting here. Is it so creaky? (laughs) You're like talking with your hands. I'm like, everybody can hear how much you talk with your hands because your chair creaks in rhythm with your hand movements. So it's making me laugh right here. Well, we'll add that to the the budget. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanted to say about this was when, when Hannah and I, we have sort of a five-step process that we use for um, our group coaching program and what I do with one-on-one coaching. And this is why, unlike um, some other sort of financial gurus or personal finance people on the internet who have a, a system or a process and have milestones, like you should our save this much or leave whatever. leave a lot up to your interpretation. Yes. Yeah. So – this this whole process, our process is much more about you need to define what success looks like for you. Now, we can help you define that and we can ask you some questions, but I'm not going to tell you what winning with your money looks like because I don't know. I don't know you and I don't know what your individual unique wants and desires and, and lifestyle is. And so it's really important to recognize that I think anytime you take my advice or someone else's advice on the internet about money – you should remember that their goalpost could be different than yours. And you need to define that for yourself and then apply any takeaways or feedback or steps or tactics appropriately based on your own version of winning. Yeah, totally. I think, um, and I I wish I could remember, I think we kind of touched on this vaguely in a previous episode because I think I talked about it with 
physical therapy. Yeah. When I first started talking about traveling, yep. um, the PT student who was a couple of years ahead of me who had started traveling just told me, you know, like, hey, look, the professors will kind of give you a hard time about wanting to do this probably. But, you know, I just had to realize that they have been optimizing for a career in academia and Mm -hmm. that she was telling me, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. And so of course, like going and being a travel physical therapist is not the uh, most optimized path to become a professor, but I'm not trying to become a professor. So well, and even within that, the people who did travel physical therapy, some were optimizing for money, mm-hmm. yeah. right? They and were, others were optimizing for location. Bingo. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And so even within a certain profession, you can be optimizing for all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you said, it literally just applies to everything. And I think it's really important to know what are you, what's your goalpost? What are you working towards? Because otherwise it's so easy to be swayed by other people critiquing you or you comparing yourself to other people or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that perfectly kind of transitions into the next section, which really is about how this, how this plays out when it comes to others. We think it's really important to recognize and ask these questions of what the goalpost, what does winning look like here? Um, and three different situations with others. So one is when you're being critiqued, right? When someone's saying, why are you doing that? Um, or you shouldn't be doing you shouldn't that. Be doing this. You should do this instead. Do this instead. And just like with your physical therapy example, recognizing their goalpost and what they deem as winning, they're putting that on to you. And that could be very, very different than what you deem as winning. And so it's important to not take their criticism too much to heart. And this happens with many all the time. You spent money on what? You yep. spent how much on that? Yep. You didn't save what? You know, I mean, people can just do it. Especially, I feel like in the uh, financial independence, retire early. Yes. It seems like people are very quick to critique mm-hmm. what other people are doing. Well, and it can even happen within a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my you gosh. Spent, you spent what at TJ yeah. Maxx? Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. um, this can happen all the time within a marriage. And so that's why it's so important that you've got to come together with your spouse and say, okay, what does winning together look like for mm-hmm. us with our money? And, and define that because otherwise you can really let that get between you. Yep. And so uh, right in line with that is when you're critiquing other people, because I think we're all quick to provide advice. Especially if it's in an area that we feel like we know know something about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're quick to, to give other people advice when maybe we don't really know what they're working towards. Yeah. Yeah. I see this happen all the time. Um, even even like within, so I'm in a couple of like mastermind groups where we talk about business and making, you know, we all help each other out with growing our businesses. Um, and I'm always one of the main voices who speaks up and puts a pause whenever I hear someone really trying to give very specific advice to someone else. And I'll sort of pause and say, hey, listen, like we need to make sure so-and-so what are your goals here? Like, what are you trying to achieve? What does winning look like for you? Because this advice that I'm giving or someone else is giving may or may not be relevant to you. Yeah. You might be giving them advice on how to grow their business the fastest where they're trying to maintain their current level of income while becoming uh, more hands off. Yes. Yeah. So like you're going to do totally different things. Totally different things. I think this happens a lot, honestly. Um, and partly in the, in, like you said, the financial independence retire early community, 
because those are generally people who are a little bit further down the road with their finances. So like even people who listen to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somewhat into finance and money. You're trying to get your stuff in order. Um, this may not be you right now, but over the next year or two or three you're if you continue down this path, you're going to probably be in a good spot where you're feeling pretty comfortable and confident about how to handle your finances. It will then be very tempting for you to try and critique others, your family members, your friends, uh, your kids, and, uh, and try to help them. And, and you might be legitimately trying to help them. But if you don't have the full context on what they're trying to achieve and what their goals and um, winning looks like for them, you may be giving them advice that might not actually be helpful. And I say this all the time. Nick and I are reminding ourselves of this too. Totally. Like we're, we're <laughs> totally. not saying that we're good at, at not doing that. Totally. So. The, the last, the third way that this happens with other people is more internal, I think, which is comparing yourself to someone else. Yeah. And, saying, and we've talked about, like them. we've talked about like healthy comparisons mm-hmm. um, and unhealthy comparisons in a previous episode. And I think this really ties in with that. Like comparing ourselves to other people can in a healthy way can help us to move forward and see like wow they did that so I can do that and like kind of encourage us to maybe think bigger than we would otherwise but part of part of making sure that it's a healthy comparison is making sure that you actually want the outcomes that that person has yeah well and you know like you said this is something we we're talking to ourselves here too um, Hannah and I have, um, you know, really started to take our health more seriously this year. So I've been following like all these workout people yes. on Instagram. And I mean, like some of these girls are like jacked. Yeah. They're and, intense. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I can't even do a single pull up. I should be able to do like at least 10 pull ups. And it's like, listen, there's nothing wrong with being able to do pull ups, but also these girls are making their living on Instagram being fitness people. Yeah. Like you're not doing that. So, That's, and if you want to do that. Then cool. Then great. And we can work towards that. But but if not, you don't have to feel like you have to be able yeah. to, you don't have to be like them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like I watch Matt Fraser on YouTube, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and, and he's like five times world's fittest man or something like that. Yeah. He has very different goalposts for what winning looks like than I do. Totally. Um, and so it's ridiculous to compare myself to him. And even, even in things like uh, there's a certain software tool that we yeah. were using for, <clears throat> for planning at one point. And basically, we started making our setup in that software really complex because mm-hmm. we were looking at this one person's setup, um, setup and, and they have all these tutorials on how they do it. And finally, we kind of started looking at it and going, this is almost a little too complex to actually be useful for, for us. us. And the person that's making all these tutorials, their business is making all these tutorials and showing you how to do everything yeah, possible under the sun. It's yeah. like you with YNAP. Totally. You know? Um, so our setup doesn't need to be as complex well, and as I've, theirs. I've had those questions, right? I've had questions from people who say, oh, how long until I am as good at navigating YNAB, the budgeting software we use, yeah. as Nick? And, and, I hope I wasn't offensive when I said this, but I was kind of being a little bit facetious. And I said, well, if you want to get as good at navigating YNAB as me, you need to start a YouTube channel talking about YNAB and you should start coaching people and answering questions about YNAB every day. 
And it's like, that doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. They shouldn't do that. It's recognizing that point of diminishing returns. Totally. Like, you don't need to be able to navigate. I mean, unless you just want to, and yes. unless you want to teach and people if, how to do it. And if you want to teach people how to do it, great. But if your goal is just to be proficient at it for yourself, like, you don't need to worry about doing all these weird, complex setups. And Mm-mm. you don't need to know how to navigate it if people are dealing with multiple currencies and whatever, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I, I think that seems so obvious to me, like when I look at that, and yet I do that all the time. All the time. We in, do it. in other areas. Yep. So, all the time. Kind of our last little section here that we wanted to hit on was we've gotten all these examples now. And we've talked a lot about how important defining your goalpost is in all these different areas uh, of your life. So, now we kind of wanted to, to share some questions that may be helpful for you. So, before you start in your, defining those, in goalposts. defining it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. In defining it. So, um, before you start your next endeavor or hobby or uh, financial goal or budget, whatever it is, asking yourself a handful of questions. And the first one would simply be, what is the goalpost for this? Or what does winning look like for me in this endeavor? And you had a good point. You said um, this is also would be a good um, place for the the five whys that people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, just with all of these questions – I, I know that I sometimes have a hard time answering questions like this. Like, I'm like, I don't know. And so I'll come up with something very um, general, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, on my first try. And so one of the ways that – who who originated I, the, I don't know. It's been around for a long, long, long I, time. Okay. We'll, we'll throw the – like, there's a whole Wikipedia article I first about heard it. about it from um, Becky Simpson okay. talking about it. Um, so you would, you would say, okay, what does winning look like? And you might say, um, I could work part time. Yep. And, and then you would ask, okay, well, why, why is it so important? Why is winning for me working part time? Well, I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. Okay. Why? Well, because I really cherish my relationship with my kids and I know that I have this limited amount of time with them and, uh, you know, they're already seven years old. And if they go off to college at, at 18, I mean, like, gosh, that's just going to be that time's going to be gone in, in no time. And OK, so why? Why is it so important to you to optimize, optimize that time that you have left with them? Well, I really want them to have a great foundation um, in these areas before they leave my house and whatever. OK, why? Well, because I want them to be, you know, successful people in their own right. And I want them to know how to define success for themselves and um, how to be satisfied as, as people. You can go on forever. But that's a Why? perfect example Why? because Why? now we have we have some real clarity here. We say, okay, what does winning look like uh, with my budget? I can go part-time and then you just skip all those other whys down to the very bottom one, which has to do with providing a really good foundation for your children mm-hmm. uh, as a parent, which is extremely motivating and really compelling and helpful for you because now you can build a budget and a financial game plan around making that winning, mm-hmm. not around making as much money as humanly possible. That would be a very different set of actions versus uh, these actions to work part-time so that you can build a good foundation for your kids. Yep. So that's the first question is what does winning look like? Um, the next question, it's similar, would be what needs to happen for me to be happy with how I've performed in this area? If I was to look back on how I've done with my finances or in this hobby or playing this board game, um, what needs to happen for me to be happy about how I did? And you can do the five whys again here. Another question is, 
um, which I got this one from uh, Jason uh, from Basecamp. And he says, what will make me say, I'm really glad I did that. So when you're thinking about making a certain decision or going down a certain path, he likes to ask, um, what needs to happen for me to go, I'm really glad that we did that. I really like that one. And I don't know why, but that just made me think of um, weddings. Yeah. And I think people lose sight of stuff so easily, myself included. But when you're doing, especially an event like a wedding, you know, that's supposed to be something enjoyable and like this great memory that you reflect back on, blah, 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 all this stuff. But so many people make that so stressful and it's like a nightmare. I don't know how many people I've heard be like, I am so glad that's over. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so I I think it's so important to start things with that question. What's going to make me look back on this and be glad that I did it and not just go like, oh, I'm so glad that's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. So, it's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big difference. Totally. All right. The last question we had here is, is someone else's version of winning influencing your answer to these questions, right? Is it influencing your thinking or is this truly what you believe to be important and, and what winning looks like? So just after you answer all those questions of what winning looks like, do one last little gut check and say, am I being influenced here or is this truly what I'm defining as winning? I like those. I need to get better about asking myself those. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So, um, Everyone knows I like asking a lot of questions. So let's talk about let's what talk else about you like. What else we like. And the, the stuff, stuff we, we like. like. All right. So this week I'm sharing stuff we like. And right now I am really liking Captain Sinbad. Uh, he's a YouTuber. He is a uh, an Indian YouTuber. And the fact that he's Indian is important because he does a lot of like spoofs about uh, his sort of upbringing and like an Indian family and stuff like that. But he's an Indian YouTuber who is in the self-development, uh, self-help sort of niche, right? So he talks about productivity and self-improvement and discipline and patience and all the stuff that I really like that we talk about on this podcast all the time. Um, but he's really funny. And so he does a lot of like comedy and he does a lot of sketches. And I actually found him because he he has a whole series where he says like watches once. Oh, yeah. You've showed me these. And so it'll be like watches Joe Rogan once, uh, watches Peter McKinnon once, watches uh, Jocko Willink once. And then he like imitates them. And it is hilarious. I think it's so funny because it's all these people that I watch and really look up to. And he's just just rip, and, and he looks up to him, too. But he's just riffing on him, and it is so funny. Um, but then he has a lot of, like, really legit content, too, that's very helpful. Um, he just put out a video last week that talks about Thomas Shelby, uh, the main character from Peaky Blinders, and five tips about Thomas Shelby's worldview and how that can help us with sort of our own self-improvement. And it was, a, it was like a totally serious video. I like this, too, because I've kind of been trying to get you to do, like, not, I don't know, not pop culture because it's all old pop culture stuff like Gilmore Girls. It's but, totally dated. But like pop culture and bringing that into yeah. the money stuff. So he does all that stuff. Um, and he just does a phenomenal job. So I've been really enjoying his YouTube channel and I uh, just wanted to pass that along. All right. I like it. So do you have, do you want to close things up? Have you said what you want to say? What do you? Yeah, I think so. So um, two things to wrap it up. Just a reminder. Defining your own goalpost and defining what winning looks like really, really, really is important from the outset of any endeavor. So whether it's with your money or a hobby or anything really, define what winning looks like and take some time to sit down and actually think about that. And a few questions that can help you do that are, what does winning look like to me? 
what needs to happen for me to be happy with how I performed, um, what will make me say, I'm really glad I did that, and is someone else's version of winning influencing my thinking, or is this truly what I believe to be important? And you can always ask the five whys on any of those questions to kind of help you go a little bit deeper. Yep. And the last thing we wanted to say is actually so um, playing off last week's episode about feedback, Hannah and I have been kicking around the idea of doing like a a book a Gilmore club. Girls fan podcast. No, no, no. But kind of. <laughs> Uh, a book club of sorts. So here's what we're thinking, that we would announce a book that we're going to read like during the month. It's right? not related to Gilmore Girls. Not related to Gilmore Girls. It might be like I'm thinking about doing uh, Morgan Housel's Psychology of Money, um, which is a really great personal finance book I'm excited to read. And do that over the course of a month with everyone on the podcast who who wants to read along. And we might give a quick update or so each episode. But then at the end of the month, we might do like a YouTube live stream Q&A where Hannah and I will just hop on like a live stream and uh, we'll, we'll email out a link. And anybody who has read the book and wants to come and just chat about the book and share some of their takeaways with us and we'll share our favorite takeaways Um we were thinking about doing that. That might be fun. So I think that'd be really fun. And I also, um, this is kind of a side note, but I think a lot of people think of themselves as like, I'm a reader or I'm not a reader. Yeah. And I, I've always liked reading in general, but I definitely went through a long period of time not reading except for the things mm-hmm. that I had to read. Yep. And so I know, especially when we first started RVing, I had to really make an effort to read things. Yeah. Because like I almost didn't want to read, I think, because I associated it with school and mm-hmm. stuff. But after pushing through that and like making myself read a little bit most days, I've gotten to where I love reading. And like I crave it like the same way that you might crave watching a TV show or yeah. something. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess I just say that to encourage people. Like even if you think you're not a reader, like you can develop being a reader. You can develop learning to really like it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So if that sounds fun to you, if that sounds like something you would enjoy, um, please send us an email. If we get a handful of people that say, yes, please do that, uh, then we'll try it out and we'll see what y'all think. So, <laughs> And if nobody says that, we might just do it anyways. <laughs> we might go with the Gilmore Girls option. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So send us an email, nick at mappedoutmoney.com. Um, let us know what you think about the uh, the book club idea. Let us know what you think about the podcast. We really appreciate you listening. we're counting on you. Yes, we're counting on Christopher. (laughs) All right, thank you all so much. Um, We'll see you next time. (laughs) 